two, one. G'day and welcome to another episode of the Punting for Nuffies podcast. My name is Blake and I'm here with Will. How are you, mate? Yeah, not bad, mate. Uh, I'm looking forward to a big week of racing. Uh, Guinea's Day is always one of the better days on the uh, calendar, so. Well, it's something to look forward to when COVID, footy's over, NRL's done. I've, I'm down to watching soccer. That's what my life has come to, so <laughs> this is going to be something interesting. The question is this weekend, it's been a while, but are we going to agree on something at all? This week. Look, I don't think we are. Not by the way we spoke to each other about the racing so far. I'll tell you what. Um, us two last month, we've been butting, her, butting heads worse than me and my ex. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Mate, that's it. I was more angry than uh, when Sierra Sue won the, uh, what was it, the Rupert Park a couple of weeks ago. Yep. I was more angry than Tom Mitchell as it Sam Mitchell at the moment, Penny. Jeez. <laughs> well, he's trying to get rid of all his players, isn't he? Yeah, uh, he's not happy. He's, uh... Uh, well... On to race one, what do you reckon? No, race one, it's Debbie Tom Stakes over a thousand metres. I mean, there's no real exposed form. Uh, the only horse that had exposed form was Cavallo, which got scratched. So they're all on race. Burrard and your $3.10 favourite. Also on a Hawthorne type flavour. Uh, Magic Carpet at four twenty. Then it goes out to Commodity at $7.50. Yeah. I find it really bizarre that they're just backing in Berridan. Um I looked at the trial and... Even though, you know, it was an okay trial, but you look at the, you know, you look at the history of these sort of races, anything's going to win. And I, I just don't think its trial was that good to be taking that short odds. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like the trial as much as others. I've, I've seen on some forums, I've heard other people saying how good it trialed up. And yeah, I, when I saw the, yeah, when I saw the market move and then I've seen everyone on TV going, yeah, Berridan, Berridan. I just don't see it. No, either do I. I think the one to our back, it's got a white gate. It's a magic carpet. Might be yep. the one for the Blue Army down the bottom. I watched uh, two jump outs. Oliver uh, actually went to both, ride both jump outs, which he doesn't usually do, which might be a bit of a push. And, you know, he just never asked her for anything. She just trotted to the line well, pretty much, and she was going better than all of them, which are actually under hard riding. So I think yep. she's drawn, uh, she's bred obviously real well out of one row and then Aspen, uh, both uh, developed yep. horses. So. One of the ones I find interesting, I'm like, if you're gonna take Berridan at four dollars, I thought Impel, I think it's number nine or ten. It's got a wide barrier, but you know, this sort of field, I don't think it'll be a big deal. I thought it, its trial was just as good as Berridan. So for twenty seven dollars, I'm just gonna put like a five dollar each weight bet on that because I just don't really see the point in putting money on this race. Yeah, it's all right, to be honest. I know that there are uh, there's a big boom on the number two as well, commodity, uh, Mick Kent Jr. And during the week, he thinks it's the golden super horse. So. And yeah, in saying that, you know, it, you could have a horse with the best trial, still don't deliver. Um, so yeah, just not for me. But we'll move on to race two. Race um, number two, 1400. Yeah, weekend hustle stakes over 1400 meters. Buffalo is your $3.20 favorite, and it goes out to just a canter at 460. So on a 480, and the best of the rest is New Heart at $9. Interesting field. I think Sosie Bond is way unders after its last run. I thought it was in a weaker, weaker, bit of a weaker race, and I thought it hit the line poorly. It was at a track where it probably should have suited it, and if it's not going to win that race, I just don't see it winning this race. Yeah, I mean, I, thought, I didn't have any real firm opinion in this race. I thought the first few races in the card were pretty hard. This is one of them. Uh, Justin Cantor uh, has yep. the biggest peak rating. Um they were, yeah. And that was last start. So, I mean, he's clearly in the best form of his career, really. He was pretty dominant over just both mystery shot. 
Buffalo River is an interesting one because, I mean, you know, he's at his best, he's clearly the best horse in the race. But he hasn't won for over a year and a half now. Yeah, look, for me, this race, I thought Buffalo River, yes, he's coming from a really strong race. But for me, he just died too fast. He went up front, yeah, it was a harder, you know, more high-pressure race. But for me, he just died too fast. And I think that I'm willing to go with the bottom weights here. So I reckon just a canter. I reckon that run was really good. I mean, it's got the, the Shelliot form first up, you know, and then its last win, last start, it got blocked the whole way, got the split, and it had a really good time. Minute 24, it's, you know, it's going to carry 54 kilos. It was on a soft track, so you know it's going to handle whatever comes its way. So I just think that's a great bet. But the bet that I'm I'm really excited to get on for this race is Riddle Me That. I thought last preparation, to finish its last preparation, it finished third to Still a Star and Missile Mantra. And in that race had no effort. And no effort's come out this preparation and done really, really well early on. And then I thought its first up run to Splintex in a away game was really good. Hit the line really well, got through its gears. It's not its race, but he stuck with them. He finished about midfield, and he looked really green. I think at $13, I think he's way over the price. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't talk anyone out of anything in this race, to be honest. But, um, yeah, I mean, Riddle without the chance. I, thought, I even thought Carmel Asp was a forgive run, you know, wide last start. So I'm I'm not going to be betting in it personally. Um, yeah. yeah, I thought anyone from anything could win it. I didn't, apart from never again, I thought anything else in the race could as genuine claims. So. Yeah, for me, it's going to be get on two two way play. I'm going to put seventy percent on just a canter. I'm probably going to go thirty percent on Riddle Me That. I just think they're both great odds, great value for this race. Yeah, fair enough. Um, now I'm not betting it, so we'll move on to the next race, which is a Caulfield Village Stakes over twelve hundred meters. Uh, we've got a really short price favorite here in Lombardo with a dollar eighty five. Uh, then it goes out to Pandemic at eight dollars fifty. Ocean Beyond at nine dollars and more correspondent at nine dollars fifty. Um, yeah, I, I guess it's just whether you want to take the dollar eighty five about Lombardo. I think um, it's the best horse in the race. Um, you know, its last run. I mean, it took a while to get going, but once it did, it just put a number on them and it did it so easily. And you think from Barrier Five, it's going to get the gun run and it's just going to run into the race, you know, beautifully and and finish them off. But I think the one put a safety bet on is Pandemic. I thought that his Abolta race was really, you know, I think I rated his Abolta's win. I thought it was a really strong race. But um, Pandemic, they just let it, you know, they just let his Abolta get too far in front. They settled Pandemic for a bit too long and she got going when his Abolta had already stolen the race. I'm not saying that Pandemic would have won that race, but I think she would have finished a lot closer if they didn't let her fall asleep for too long. And I don't think they'll let that happen, especially with um, Lombrado having such a quick turn of foot. They can't afford to be giving it space and then letting it kick and having to make up ground. For me, Pandemic needs a bit of time to wind up. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm going to definitely go a two-way play. I'm going to take um, Lombrado at the short odds, but I'm definitely going to put some money on Pandemic to make a small profit each way. Yeah, I mean, I thought that um, Lombardo, so I'm not going to take Dyer if I need to be backing him. I think he needs to get out to 230 or 240. I think there's some genuine queries still for mine with Lombardo, how he goes deep into a preparation. I mean, he was seven lengths up at Ashford Street. Fair enough, he's been good his last two, but I just can't take a dollar eighty five for a horse. I'm trying to see where they 
I kind of see where they're coming from because front page, Rain Bill, you know, they're not at their best right now, but they were following some really good form last preparation. And the fact that he could just put them away that easily, uh, easy in the end. Like, if you watch the replay, you know, it absolutely yeah, smoked them. So I kind of get it. So, yeah, look, I, the one that I also don't want to rule out, but I'm not going to put money on, is War Correspondent. That's just got a bit, I like it got too far back, and I just thought, you know, is, is the distance going to help it? Is getting back going to really help? I think it's still pandemic, so I think it's going to settle behind pandemic, and I don't think it's a better horse than pandemic. So it definitely pandemic, settles in front of pandemic. That I've got absolutely no doubt about in this race. I don't think it will, not from barrier two. I think that'll mean they kick up. I think it'll be aggressively at the gate to sit. I, I think, think if they, personally, I think if they do that, it's got no chance. Fair enough. I think that he's run. Um, if it was a thousand meters, I definitely understand where you're coming from, but. You know, it got back last race, and I just don't think from barrier two it's going to get to a very good spot. I think if you look back at that run at the Valley last preparation over 1,200, uh, beat Snapper and Montesira, which was good form at the time. Set of third there. I come off the leaders back. Went bang. I think we can do something like that again. Then it went to Caulfield and was a bit unlucky. thought that first I run at the Valley didn't have too much luck, really, and I thought he, you know, ran on pretty well. I said, I think he's going to get the dream run just behind Lombardo, fourth or fifth. And I think he's the one that can peel off them. And if anyone's going to beat Lombardo, I think it's either War Correspondent or Ocean Beyond. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, I'm going to stick. I just really like Pandemic. I thought it was a really good first up. Um, And Oliver Cummings, they kind of, you know, have a thing for getting their horses ready for for this, you know. They always get it right at the right time. So that's why, yeah, I'm going to be with it. It's a favourite. Uh, yep, so I'll move on to the next race, which is race number four, the Thoroughbred Club Stakes, over 1,200 metres. We've got Crystal Bound as favourite at $4.60, along with Shihonka at $4.60 as well. And it goes out to New York Baby at $7.50, uh, and Seredessa at $9, as well as Larks Per Run at the best of the rest. Yep. Um, this is an interesting race, because I think... I think the form's a bit mixed here. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I did too. I was happy to back two horses in the race. Uh, neither of them are too big of odds. I think Crystal Bound was terrific. That one at the Valley on debut just rated unbelievable. Uh, then yeah. went to Ramwick and Wasp against Jamea, who's been competitive in Group 1 level since that. Then he, you know, he, she wasn't ready at all. At Wilmington down the straight and beat a couple of good ones there. So I think from gate one, I think she gets a nice run just behind the speed. And if the luck goes her way, I think she'll be mighty hard to beat. Yeah, the thing that I was confused about Crystal Bound is, um, yeah, it beat Sarads the first time they met. But I feel like Crystal Bound, it was caught on a rail, didn't get a run. And then they ran behind, I think it was maybe Flying Evelyn in that race. And yeah. Uh, Sarah, uh, Sarah, how do they pronounce this horse? Serides, Serides, so I'm yeah, it is Serides. Serides got caught behind Evelyn, and Crystal Bound got the straight run out. And I think it's already hard enough to come off the rail. And then you see Serades come out, fold out at the valley, get the win. Um, over, I think it was over Larkspur Run, Lake Larkspur Run, which was a really, really strong run up front. Um, but 
Yeah, look, I think the form is just so all over the shop, and I don't really think all these horses have proven themselves that much. Um, so I was looking more at the bottom weights again, and I don't know if you remember this horse. Do you remember New York Baby um, when, you know, the Flemington preparation started? Oh, yeah, yep. And we, I was on the second favourite, and then this thing came out and, and won green, New York Baby, and... I, I like New York baby. I think 650 is great value. I, I think it's a really, really smart horse. I know the barriers, um, you know, barrier 11 is a bit worrying, but it showed that it can have early speed. This horse, I think it's going to get to a good spot. And I think it's smart. What I saw first up. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a horse I was worried about. outside of the I, I, really I, I thought it was a great win. I was against her because of the barrier. I think she's going to get caught pretty well. No cover on yep. that level. I like She Honker as well. Yeah, that's that the other one I was going to mention as well. I just that win, that Wyong, that was one of the highest rating races of the last six months. Not I mean, only was it insane. Yeah, not only was it high rating, like the time was like rocket fuel. Like it was a dollar, it was a snow, not a dollar. It was a minute 2.79 over 1100. And it did it so easily. That's what's, you know, this horse should be shorter maybe if it got a good barrier i think again the and i think if it got barrier five or inside it probably starts three dollar favorite for me see i think what's going to happen is she's going to have the early speed off new york baby and i think there's a big chance she gets in that one-off spot when or new york baby doesn't yeah that was one of the key reasons why I was with Shahonka yeah. instead. But, I mean, well, Sarah yeah. Desk can run a good race and even, you know, sneaky five. There's a few chances in it. Well, you can tell they rate it. I mean, it went around, um, Honka went around at $1.12 first up. And not only did it go around at $1.12, I'm telling you right now, if you look at the average time of 1,100 metres, not many, even in the higher class races, they don't usually go quicker than a minute, uh, minute three. She's gone a minute 2.79 green, absolutely green. So... Yeah, well, Crystal Bounds race at Flemington went at one hundred four point eight, so they ran thirteen minutes quicker. That's your honker race. So. Exactly, that's what I'm trying to tell you. So yeah, that's yeah. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a two way play. I'm going to go. Uh, I mean, it's worried that I'm taking two wide horses, but I'm going to go with Shahonka and New York Baby. I don't want to leave New York Baby out because I I did think that this horse has a lot of smarts. So you can't deny a horse with smarts. So I'm just going to go with it as well. Yeah, I'm just going to back. Um, yeah, Shihonga and Crystal Band. Just small bets, though. Not going to invest hugely into this race. Oh, that's the first thing we've agreed. Yeah. So uh, we'll move on to the next. And I know we don't agree on this one. Uh, it's the Squatchy Stakes over 1,100 metres at Group 2 level up, named after the great champion of the turf. Uh, September runs your favourite at $3.30. Bowling at Patina is the second favourite at four fifty, And then it goes out to Savitore XL at $6. And Dosh is the best of the rest at $8. I think this is the most confusing race of the day. Um, oh, I didn't. I this was I was really confronted because I'm I had to bet with my head and not my heart on this. Um, personally, I think this easiest race to make money off. Personally, it's a two horse race between obviously September on Balani Patina. Um, but Balani Patina's last run is hard to deny. That last split, that last section, or that turn of four was just absolute fire. And I think... Roll one in front. I don't think there's anything that's going to block her up this, this, um, in this race. 
Yeah, I mean, I was uh, opposed to both of those runners, actually. I, I left them out of one. I'm just completely the top three. Both of them, I don't think they're... I think September run gets back. Real big queries outside of Flemington. I just think it's overrated, basically. I don't think she's that good. I've been really keen. If this horse is on a straight, I think, I think September run would be $2 favourite. Yeah, I do agree, but I think that's the only place she's any good at. Yeah. At this level. I don't think she's any good around the bend at all. Yeah. But well, what, what were you with? I think she'll... A 7 to XL, one of the better bets of the day for me. Um, I can't believe he's $6. I just don't understand it. He was he ran uh, in the McKay Stakes at Morganville last prep against Pandemic View, like in an earlier race. Put three lengths on it. Absolutely gapped him. Then went to the Goodwood. Beat Gitra, who's one of the best painters in the country, easily again. Then at Eagle Farm, the Kingsford Smith went up there. Had, you know, had to do a lot in the run. Oh, he finished a length off and Vega won and Jonker. And I think the Stradbroke was just, you know, I think at 1,400. I think he can sustain speed for a long time, this horse. And he's a horse that sort of breaks in between that 200 and 400-meter split. He really turns it on. Uh, yeah. I think he's one of the most underrated horses in the country. I think he sits on the speed. They go pretty quick in this race because Jigsaw's in it. And I think he just breaks their hearts between, you know, and that 300 to go, I think Rick Curry pushes the button. And he just races away from. Yeah, uh, I'm not sold. I thought its trial was decent. Um, it's just I haven't I, seen a better trial than that in about six months. I'll, I'll, I'll beg to differ with you later on in the show, but um, pandemic. I don't rate pandemic that highly. I don't think that race is near as strong as the form of these horses. Um, G trash, you know that usually isn't its best until it runs its race that it's made to win. And that was with Instant Celebrity, who really has trailed off. And then went out to 13, 1400 against Vega 1, Tofane, finished eighth and last nearly. So, I don't know. I just, yeah, I don't know. I just think the form and the and the preparation already of Ballonipatina is going to be too strong. Um, I, will, I will say that Ballonipatina at Caulfield, three back over 1100. Good four. Yep. Another thing uh, I want to remind you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, keep going, keep going. Run a 104.12 and 72XL in that race against Pandemic. Run a yep. 103.3 over the same distance on the same type of track. So I think he's just way over the earth. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I understand that. Um, So when I've got the sectional times here, the reason I'm leaning towards Balanipatina, but I'm probably going to go a two-way play, um, so you look at the early sectionals. You've got September run, 54.74. You've got Ballonipatina, 54.37. Uh, you've got mid-sectional, 62.60 to September run. You've got 62 flat to Ballonipatina. You've got September, one, t- t- September run, 63.54 uh, in the third sectional. And you've got Ballonipatina, 61.59. So Ballonipatina beat September run in all sectionals. Yeah, I mean, I that's a, yeah. For me, that's yeah. a pretty damning start considering her last start. She got blocked all the way to the last 100 and her turn of foot was crazy. Yeah, we'll talk about that later, but I don't rate the form out of that race whatsoever, even the race before that in the, in, at the Valley. So, I mean, I understand why people with her. She loves Caulfield, you know, and she's going to get a gun run. So, I wouldn't, you know, fair enough. But, yeah, I'm with Savitore itself. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm going to go two-way play. I'm just going to go September run, Bellini Patina. For me, it's the easiest money of the day to 
to take a two-way play on them. And if you put 50 bucks on each, you're going to make a good profit. You're going to be getting those messages, I reckon, mate, when Saboteur XL sets more than 200 and kicks three or four clear. Yeah. I'm going to be getting the messages from you. Yeah. Oh, we're in the quaddy. When you're messaging me in the quaddy, that means all your money's gone. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'll say, uh, <laughs> when I say I've got the quaddy left, I'm having a bad day. Yeah, yeah well... But, uh, yeah, I've had a good weekend actually. I'm up two grand, then I lost two hundred today, so I was like, I better stop for tomorrow. Uh, we'll move on to the next um, Might and Power Stakes over two thousand meters of Group One level. Uh, they first uh, running of the Might and Power. I'm used to, I don't know what it was formerly known as, but I know it was in Caulfield Stakes. So uh, you got Zaki as a dollar twenty six favorite. I mean, he's just an absolute superstar of the turf at the moment. Then you go out to probably at six fifty. And the best of the rest after that's Homesman of 14. Yeah. I say take $1.26, boost it to $1.30, take $1.30 and put whatever you got on it. Yeah, I don't think he loses. The only way he loses is not handling Caulfield. But, geez, he'd have to just completely go nuts around the bend or something. Yeah, look, I'm going to I'm gonna put I'm putting a big bet. This is probably my, like, major bet of the day. I think... Yeah, just I think I'm I'm using this bet to set me up really for the day. Yeah, I think he's just I think he wins a cock play easily. I think he's just a superstar. Uh, well, how many is he one in the right now? Well, that, five I'm, in not, a row. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that he wins the cock's play just like that because I'm gonna leave it up to Animo tomorrow. If Animo can win tomorrow and win decent from the barrier she's drawing, I don't know. I don't. Think I also think. Rest of our state of rest or rest of state, uh, the overseas. I've been looking at its replays lately. Maybe the one to upset them, but um, I think yeah. people are getting ahead of themselves with Zaki. Um, but she's not Winks. She's Winks in this sort of field that she's already beaten and she's going to beat. But once you get to Cox Plate Day and then big races, it's a different kettle of fish when you're versing the best horses. Yeah, I do agree with that. Uh, you know, we will only see then how good he really is. But I think he just. To be honest, if he draws six or seven in the Cox play, you can see him just sitting just off the speed or something. It's been way too good for him. But, I mean... I still reckon if this horse ran against Winx, it would get smacked. But, yeah. Yeah, I think that he would probably be a length and a half, two lengths away. Yeah. If not, I think he's better. I think he's better, much better than Hartnell, to be honest. I think he's a better horse. So I, think, I think Zaki and Hartnell would have a few good battles, to be honest. We're so sold on the wind, we're just going, we're making hypotheticals. Uh, well, the, the biggest risk <laughs> is Probabile. Um, yeah. I mean, I think she can run better than what she did at Sandown, and I think she will. So I think Zaki needs to improve, but I think he will improve two seconds up. So. If you told me Probabile not injured last preparation, maybe it'd be a different race. I just think Probabil is not at its best right now. It, it's one it's one first up and it's been doing okay, but just doesn't have that zip in the last sectionals that it's usually had. And I reckon that's the injury. So, yeah, I reckon yeah. she'll be better. Yeah. I think the only chance Probabil has is no effort goes mad in front and Zaki's not fully wound up where Probabil probably is. Zaki, the thing about so, Zaki, it adapts. It um, yeah, it does. You yeah. know, it will adapt. It'll it'll go in harder early if you want it to. It's happy to settle. It, I think it's it's that's what makes it a good horse. But we'll move on to race seven, eh? Race seven is the Northwood Plume Stakes over twelve hundred meters, Group Three level. So I've got a favourite here with La Mexicana at four dollars. 
and it goes out to tell you four dollars eighty. Uh, then Hook on Hustle at six fifty, and the best of the rest is Rubasaki at seven dollars. Oh, mate, Rubasaki. Um, it was completely a good trial against. Um, uh, I I know I know you're completely against this horse. Has cost uh this horse. Has this seen this horse? The fact that last start it went around at at two seventy favorite, whatever it was, it was just a joke. Well, I remember me and you were just having a giggle before the race even jumped. Finishes nineteen lengths off him. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. I don't know what happened to it because it's first preparation champion. Well, it looked like it was going to go places, and then it just came back, and it was just. It, it, it's actually, it actually came back and it was actually worse than Rich Enough. Like, honestly, it this actually probably horse probably is the new Rich Enough. But then what's crazy about it, it's in this trial that it's just run. It's the best I've seen it, like, ever. I've never seen it run a better trial. So I don't know about this horse. I just don't know. But I can't trust it, so I'm not going to put my money on it. Yeah, I'm uh, really keen on money. And that's how you are. Uh, $4 lady here. Boy Army again, hoping to have a big day. I, the one run it went Melbourne way, wins by six, fair enough against, you know, Lesser Field, but geez, just absolutely smacked the clock on every track. Then it went back up to Ramwick, beat Ice Bath by uh, nearly two lengths. Fair enough, it was over 1,200, but Ice Bath being close in the Golden Eagle and the Doncaster since that. Then they thought enough of it to put it in the Galaxy. Fair enough, it was completely out class. Still beat, you know, six or seven home. And I thought last start at Kemba against Entrivier, who's a really good horse. Uh, she just had to go back from the wide gate, and she made, you know, Probably should have finished a length or two closer. She made good ground. Two from two third up. She'll settle closer today for Ollie, and I think she's a good bet. Yeah, look, against Entrever, got too far back, and it did hit the line well. Finished midfield, but it, it made up a lot of ground late. Um, but in saying that, I, I thought about it. I just wasn't sold. I just don't like... When you've got a lot of genuine front runners and, and horses that can stay on the pace, I don't like horses that give too much ground, and that's what turned me off. Um to law um you know i thought la mexicana was just unders i don't think i think you should get five dollars about i think four dollars is a bit short um but the horse that i was really impressed by first up was chassis i was i was on it last start on the podcast when it ran and you know it ran it finished second to balani patina and not only did it finish second to balani patina like unlike balani patina balani patina actually you know got good cover well, uh, Chassis ran wide the whole way. The whole way, if you watch the replay, she ran wide the whole way. Stayed on, stayed on, stayed on for second. Um, ran a minute 10, which is a decent time. Carrying, you know, 55 kilos. I, th- I think barrier three, I think he can go to the front or just sit off La Mexican. Yeah, I thought so. I thought I thought would tell you that it would she would settle just behind La Mexicana. I think that's where she'll be in the run. She showed she can lead in races before, so I think that's where they'll put her. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Chassis is an interesting one. I looked at her and looked at her and kept looking and then I thought I just don't want to go in the race. That's why I was opposed against La Mexicana too. And yeah. to be honest, that's why anything that comes out of that race, unless it's at a benchmark sixty four offending on Tuesday, I don't want to be with it. So um, Yeah. It was just so low rating. They were in a horrible time. Yeah. I mean, I think Chassis was actually uh, – should have run as well as it did, even though it was wide, because they went so slow that, yeah. you know, sort of made up for it. But, yeah, I mean, it could win. It's one of those races where it's pretty even, really. Brooklyn Hustle's the interesting one. If she's at her best. She's heaps better than these. But... Inconsistent. I can't put my money on inconsistency. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying too. The only time you can take inconsistency is when it's in the double figures for me. Yeah, I mean, she got so far back that then they made her try to go, uh, like she missed the jump a bit. They made her try and go forward a little bit more and she's dead set went by the hot dog stand at the turn at the Valiant to what's going on here. Yeah, so so you're just going to take Tulu one out? Yeah, yeah, pretty keen. Uh, Yeah, look, for me. Yeah, I'm going to go with Chassis as my main bet. You know, I might put five bucks on Rubisaki just for a while because it will win eventually when I don't have money on it. So it's just one of them horses. But for me, I think Chassis is way over. I think it's a great bet, $10. And I'm going to be, yeah, I'll be betting on it. I, I honestly think it's one of the best genuine, you know, bets for its odds at, um, for the day. So I'm definitely going to be on that. Uh, yep, so we'll go on to the first of the features, the Group 1 Caulfield Guineas over the mile. So Animoja, $2.80 favourite, actually had decent support since it got out to that 3.30. Mark Artorius, the second elector, $4.00. He's been on the drift since drawing in. Now the best of the rest after them seems to be Tiger of Maya at $12.00 and Mr. Mozart at 14 Yeah, well, no one's liked Artorius now. Uh, yeah, look, I, I kept looking at this race and I tried to find something to beat these two. And I can't. Animo just wins. Even with the white cap. Sit, sit in four wide, no cover, he'll win. He's just, he's just so much better than him. I, think I just think, um, personally, I thought Artorius, everyone is 50-50 in this. Some people say Animo, some people say Artorius. I thought Artorius was the run of the race, um, personally. And I've always said, like, even you said it, like, Artorias needs distance. She's not a 1,200. She needs a genuine, you know, she needs a proper run. But barrier two, getting back on the rail at Caulfield, it's not ideal, is it? No, that's all. I just think Lane's going to have to come up an absolute peach here and have the luck as well. So yeah. whether we if, get tries, they try to put it more on the speed. Water. I think Artorias would be the one to beat. But from barrier two, I was ready to put big a big bet on Artorias, but from barrier two, not sold. I just what I wanted to happen was Artorias drawing ten, Anima drawing seven, and I actually think that would have backed Artorias. We would have got a better price Anima because I think the only thing that can beat Anima, it's not Artorias, it's a gate. I think Anima is the best three year old in the country by an absolute mile, and I think that he might just prove it. Uh, tomorrow. Yeah, I, like, if Animo got barrier tenure, I think she starts shorter than two. I think he will anyway. Like, yeah, I yeah, think it's going to start at about 240. Yeah. yeah. Um, one I thought the, the risk. Yeah. A couple yeah, of interesting right. runners down the bottom. you got Lightsaber, who I think has the ability to adapt to any race. Um, I mean, it wasn't... It's, last one was good. It wasn't the quickest time. But it actually just adapted as the race went along, and I really liked about it. That's what I liked about Lightsaber, and I was on it. Um, and the other run is Forgot You. Had really good sectionals late last start. Won well. Um, you know, but that's that's the thing. If Animo is going to get back, I'm sure Forgot You is going to be able to get a run off Animo. Yeah, I think Forgot You is the one. I just think the, the speed in the race is interesting too. They think because there's a capacity field, they're going to go quick. I think they're going to go quick for the first 500, and then they're really going to slacken off. Once they find their position, I don't think any of these horses, like Whitesaver, Mr. Moza, or Tiger of Malay, are going to want to go overly quick because they know yeah. it's going to open the door to Animal and Artorias to run all over them. Yep. 
So they'll, I just think that I think Tiger of Malay is the best value. I think for the same reasons you think lightsaber is because it's going to go sit on speed. Yeah. You know, and then can kick and be pretty hard to run down. We've got to use the interesting one. You know, it could just be anything. But I think it's actually set towards a derby buff. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have a... I'm just going to wait to see the prices. I'm most likely going to just go two-way split on Animo and Artorias with a slightly small bet on Lightsaber and Forgot You. So, like, because you got... You're getting, like, 16 to 1, 17 to 1. So, you probably can get around 20 to 1 for Lightsaber and Forgot You. So, you don't really have to put more than, you know, 5 to $7 to make a decent profit off them too. So, I'm probably going to put, you know, 5 to 7 Lightsaber and Forgot You. And then I'm probably going to do a big split bet on Animo Artorias and just make a small profit. Because for me, this race is... Uh, there's no guarantees. It's just a bit hard for me to put a big bet on. Yeah, um. I'm the same. I want to wait to see the prices. Uh, I think it'll tell a big story with Anima, especially. Um, so yeah. oh, I'm probably going to back Anima and have a little tiny bet, five or six bucks on Tiger of Malay, who I think will oh, probably drift yeah. out. I have a strong feeling the whole of Australia is going to be, well, the whole of the punting nation is going to be riding on Anima come tomorrow. And I think either the punter's going to win a lot of money or the bookies are going to lose a lot of money. Uh, I think they're going to be uh, riding on a horse in the next, actually, which we'll uh, get through now. Uh, yeah, like into punt, the punting world in the Turak handicap over 1,600 metres, group one level. One of my favourite races every year, the Turak. I'm thunderstruck with $2.80 favourite. It'll start closer to the red. Um, then it goes out to Elephant at $5.50. Then it goes out to Sierra Sue at $12. And the best of the rest seems to be Tafana and Superstorm at 14 Yeah, look, um, I agree. Thunderstruck's the one to beat here. Um I remember last start you were telling me, you know, oh, I'm not, I don't know. If, you actually told me in the group chat you weren't sure if Thunderstruck was that good. No, 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 no. Not what happened. I yeah, said, you did. Oh, I said that I think two, I said I think the two boys could be as good as Thunderstruck. And two boys come out and won really well since went out for a spell. No, 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 no. You told me Thunderstruck was in a race with, um, I'm not sure who was in the Sierra Sioux race, that race. Uh, the Sierra Sioux race was. Sir Rupert Clark, and that was uh, there was Dice Roll, Asar, Probabil, Behemoth, Barossa. Um, That's it. You were back in Behemoth and Probabil and stuff. Um, I said to you, um, you know, Thunderstruck's a massive chance. He was around six fifty into five dollars market mover, oh. and you you said to me, I, I'll have to. Um, you said to me you weren't sure. You just don't think Thunderstruck is as good as these horses. I'm pretty sure. So. No, well, he was unproven at the time. I think he proved it in that race. He probably should have won it. I'm with yeah. him here. I think I that think... then you look back at his rating three back at Wilmington. It's actually a peak rating for anything in the field. It was his fifty-two start, kilos. So. You're laughing. Uh, uh, the gate is the interesting one. I want to know what McNeil is going to do. Are they going to try and push him up a little bit, or are they going to completely sag him back and then try and come around them what they did uh, last time out in the Rupert Clark? I think he's good enough to beat them. With an unimpeded run, anyway. Uh, yeah, I think well, there's a chance to save on a couple of here because yeah, that gate just scares me. Well, the thing sure. about elephant, you don't want to let elephant get too much of a run on. You know, you don't want to let it, you know, run good sections early and then again giving it lengths to catch up on. I, I don't think you want to be giving elephant too much. Yeah, I was, I was with elephant all week, and now I'm not. Um, kept yeah. walking, kept walking. I just think that he just doesn't rate that well. I was around that 94 rating on the speed ratings and 
I just think I'm thunderstruck. I mean, rated 102 very back at Wellington, then rated um, all the way rated. I've actually got um, Elephant here rated at 106, Sierra 111. No, Super I meant the actual race rating. Oh, so, uh, okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Look, for me, I think it's obvious. I'm going to go It's Thunderstruck with a pretty big play. I'm going to put a decent play on Sierra Sue. The only reason I think Sierra Sue is always a chance is it's undeniable. It should be undefeated, this preparation. It, it's finding a way to win from the wide barrier that suits it. And you think it's going to, you know, wherever Thunderstruck goes, Sierra Sue is probably going to be near it. And I think if Thunderstruck can win, Sierra Sue can win. They're both similar. They like to come wide and late. They're going to they're gonna hit the line very hard, fast and hard. But, yeah, I'm also going to put a small safety bet on, on Elephant just because right, of the yeah. section of times early. The one I like um, down at the bottom, uh, second slip, going 52 kilos. I think he's well over the odds in this race compared to I was on it last start. And... I just wasn't oh, impressed yeah. by it. Uh, that Bale Cliver Cup run went enormous. When you look at the sections, they went so quick early. Over a mile, first time at the mile. And I think he, and before that uh, race, he actually fucked the rider off. He basically ran 3,200 instead of 1,600 that day. So uh, you look at the run before that at Morphville, beating the Trader on Extreme Thrill. Fair enough, it's not this race, but he's done it with ease, good time. I just think that he can he can go to the front, sit on speed. And I think he's been set for a race off this with the low weight. I think uh, the other horses that are going to be sitting on the speed with him are Asa, and so you assume. I think he beats them by about six. So yeah. I'm just thinking well, he can kick and be hard to run down. I think there's a few horses you're going to see there towards the end. I think you're going to see Superstorm there from the wide barrier. I think it's better off drawing barrier 10 than drawing inside on the rail because it's going to get back. So I think Superstorm's going to get a good run. You've got Sirisu drawn next to it. Um, I think Tofane's in trouble. It's going to draw back from barrier three. I think it's like absolute, yeah. you just can't back it. Interesting horse for me in this race, Stefano. I wouldn't be ruling it out. I wouldn't rule it out, but I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't take it. I think the interesting one as well that, you know, you could probably get a decent race out of was Dice Roll from Barrier 1. Yeah, I agree. I thought Dice Roll, apart from, uh, so I went Thunderstruck the second sweep. The one I was terrified of outside of that was Dice Roll. Yeah. Are you that was a huge run, three wide, no cover. Yeah. It can get cover, you know, Barrier 1, it will sit on the rail, maybe third or fourth. And, you know, if it gets a split late, it can steal it easily. Yeah, I agree. So it's probably, I'm you with... know, it's got... $11, you're probably going to get a good run for your money. I'm with, I'm done the struck. I think it's the best horse in the race. Most progressive, lightest weight. I mean, seriously giving um, done the struck four kilos is nuts, really. So I think he should win, and I'm going to save on second, Sue. Yep. I'm on, on Thunderstruck. I'm going to save on Sierra Sue. Yep, so we'll move on to the last race on the program, the Herbert Power over 2,400. So whoever wins gets a belt-exempt uh, run in the Caulfield Cup next week. The favourite here is Floating Artist, $3, but it's drifted because they think they're going to go to the Coonji on Wednesday. That'll be scratched. Uh, the second favourite's Delphi at $3.40. Then it goes out to Turidan, $9, and the Fubrate also $9 is the best of the rest. The sound floating ice here. Really yeah, my better up. days against. Sorry? Yeah, I, th- I thought, I mean, yeah, I thought it ran well. My better days in this race, not fighting artists, uh, Delphi. Um, it stayed on speed. It stayed on speed in a tough race. 
If Flight Goddess doesn't run, take all favor. If not, double AD. Yeah, and I'll be smacking on Delphi. Oh, I hope Flight Goddess runs. I think Delphi's better horse than that. I think it'll beat it. Um, that no effort run was pretty good first up. I don't think it was really ready for it. Only the one jump out. Then went to Caulfield over 2000. And he's dead set storm time wide. Race. I think Floating Artist, um, I thought it hit the line so greenly that I just think the distance is just going to prove that it, it's just going to help it, this horse improve. And I like the way that, you know, the way it gallops, it just suits the distance, especially the 2400. So for me, as much as they like Delphi, I'm going to have to go a two-way play on both of them for me. Uh, yeah, I'm just, um, Floating Artist is a good horse. Barry 11 might have to do some work across early, I think. Um, so I'm just with Delphi. I think the further it gets out in trip. So when you look back at the tour over in Europe, that's the one that sort of pushed me over the line. He's, he ran, I'll try and find it. Um, Master of Reality, he beat. He ran really well in the cup. So uh, that, I thought that was, you know, clearly the, yep. you know, the A sort of form for it. So. I'm not going to rule. I think Turidan may be a bit outclassed here, but, you know, still a chance. You know, it likes the distance. It, will, it can beat anyone. And I think Defibrillate is is still a chance as well. Yeah, I think Turidan, uh, these Maran Eustace runners, they just find a way to get them over the line. Same with Paddy Payne and Defibrillate. You've got the two best trainers and stayers in the country. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm with Delphi. Better the day, I think. Just gets a nice one just behind the speed or in midfield. Peels off. And hopefully Oli can have a good day. So back him a few times. Yep. Well, let's move to around the grounds. Around the ground, so you look at Sydney, man. They got some big races there again. But uh, yeah, I've got a few that I really like, and um, you were talking about the best trial you've seen. I've got the best trial that I've seen. Yep. Uh, yeah, race four to Stan Fox. We'll quickly just talk through the group races. Um, Coast Watch at two dollars here, and it goes out to Cody Healy at five dollars fifty. Brigantine four eighty. Um, Hoel seven. I think Coast Watch is the one to beat, but I don't want to be taking even money. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's my sort of take on the race. I don't really want to have a bet in it. Do you have an opinion here? My loose change venue is in this. So while we're at it, let's do the segment, the loose change venue. So uh, people that are listening, the loose change menu is, you know, you're broke, you've had a poor day, you need something at odds to get you over the line, gamble responsibly. Um, I like the horse in this race. It was at 14 to 1 or maybe 15 to 1 now. Um just give me a second. I'm trying to load it. I had trouble pronouncing this name, actually. I kept uh, saying it wrong. Uh, Ak- Akira. 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 Yeah, Akira. Akira, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. Look, I think Bridgentine isn't a bad bet as well. Just because Bridgentine has, you know, has some decent form in it. But for me, I think Akira, you know, that day that it ran on, I've seen this. Um, I'm not sure where I was watching the replays, but it ran, I'm pretty sure, on the day... Montefilia came from behind. It was like a day where they were struggling to make ground from the from behind. Yeah. And, it, you know, Akira made up really good ground from behind. So, for me, 16 to 1, that's my loose change menu. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, we're doing always change menu now. All right. Yeah. Um, well, my always change menu. Going to Goulburn. All the way down to Goulburn up in uh, New South Wales. Going to the last race there. Uh, number 11, Frazil, $17. Uh, started its career as three-year-old staying prospect in Melbourne, running third in a derby trial. I think yep. it's been running on really well. Third up here, goes well third up. It'll get back, but I think it'll be running on. And uh, yeah, we'll 
always change, man. Yeah. So what? What was that called again? Yeah, uh, Frazil. Fuzzhill. Frazil. Frazil. Yeah. Frazil, Goldburn, race. Eight, number eight. 11. Race eight, number 11, Goldburn. And, yep, race four, number five, Akiro at uh, Randwick for me. So we'll move on to race five at Randwick. Race five. This is the most interesting race of the day for me. The Roman Consul, group two, 1,200. It's one of my bets of the day, mate. Uh, you got Paul Alley. Paul Laley, sorry, at two dollars thirty. Then out to uh, Glen Eagles at six fifty. It's sort of stayed at six fifty. Uh, then King of Spartans at nine, and our president's best the rest at twelve. I'm putting my nuts on the chopping block here because this race, I'm telling you, is going to prove why I'm one of the best punters going around in Melbourne, and I'm the best one of the best horse judges going around in Melbourne. Here we um, go. Yeah, here we go. So everyone likes, you know, Paul Lay. And don't get me wrong, it's it's run strong races, it's had some really strong wins, and at its best, it probably is hard to beat. But I thought Glen Eagles, it's one of the best trials I've seen from a horse all year. And not only was it one of the best trials I've seen from a horse all year, it just looks really, really fit, ready to ready to run. They've given it a small spell. They've given it a small little trial. The trial was exceptional. Um, you know, I think this is going to be one of the bets of the day, Glen Eagles. Yeah, I thought it was an even race. That was a sort of state. Don't think he did anything wrong, really. Um, three wide, no cover in the heritage against Home Affairs and Paul Laley. Um, so I think he's, from Barrier 3, he's going to go to the front. I think his peak figures from New Zealand have uh, got him winning this race. Um, so I think if he yeah. can just find a Fourth bit of a kick around the turn. You, you rate Animo. So if you rate Animo, you know, two lengths Animo, not bad, coming off the best trial I've seen in a while. So for me, absolute get on. I just think that race rate is really poor, but in fairness, Animal in the Congo came out and then Quinella the Golden Rose too, so. Yeah, well, I rate in the Congo, so Glen Eagles, that is my absolute, absolute best bet of the day. $5.50, why not? Oh, so I'm a sort of state. Uh, I'll probably follow you with Glen Eagles, so I'm, I'm actually opposing. Did you, watch, did you watch the Barrier Troll of Glen Eagles? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was a good troll. Oh, it, was, it was really impressive. It just... And not only did it run a good time and look rock hard fit, like it was just prancing around like it was just there for a bit of fun. So I'm 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 excited to watch this run. I think Glen Eagles won the best bets of the day. We'll move on to race six, the Yank Stakes Group Three level, sixteen hundred meters. Well, you won't find a more open race, but you won't find a more sucky race for a punter either. Um, this is a shocking race. I won't be putting any of my money near this Am- race. Amarolina, four dollars forty, Kiku five dollars. Mirror Vision, $5. Uh, best of the rest seems to be All Saints Eve and Charlie's the 10s. I think this race, if you want to actually have a bet on it, just for a mug punt, you need to just follow the speed map and whatever's going to get the best run probably wins. So it's probably Kiku. I think it's probably Mirror Vision for mine um, and Kiku. Yeah, I think them two sort of. I think Inglewood Health could be a real big roughie as well, just sitting on the speed. So. But yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't want to bet in it to be honest. I'm not putting a bet on this. No way. Like even um, Charlize could win this race at like ten to one. So yeah, look, there's no way I'm putting my money on this race. So we'll go to race seven. Race seven is the Silver Eagle. So this is a race that's uh, obviously the prelude to the Golden Eagle, which was seven million. Uh, it's a really open race as well. Count the Rupee at six dollars. Ellsberg at six dollars. Uh, equation at seven dollars fifty, Angelic at seven fifty, and then the best of the rest is Amish Boy also at seven dollars fifty. Yeah, once again this race, I wasn't uh, sold. I'm 
different to this time. Happy to play a couple of years. I uh, count the rupee. Absolutely terrific on the assumptions. The, Want to get the, the... the thing, oh, before I cut you off, I thought the thing that's impressive about counter rupee is that it's got the private eye form, and private eye came out last week and absolutely smacked the field. And, you know, to finish 1.9 lengths behind private eye, probably, you know, didn't get the best run that day. Um, you know, weren't making up ground as, as they were on a heavy track. Yeah, heavy track. That was the day they weren't making up ground. So, you know, any horse that's making up ground on a heavy track where you shouldn't be is the one probably to get on, right? Yeah, that's what I'm sort of going by. I think it's a good horse. So I think in the Golden Eagle, it's still 24 to 1. So I think it'll get its spot here. And I think it's probably a bit of overs there. Um, I think he's a good horse, gets a gun run. Also on a back equation, four from six, just got a bit too far back on in that uh, on that day where they couldn't really run on. Um, he, he did finish strongly though. He made up for a four lengths. Uh, you know, he was about eight, nine off him on the turn and made, you know, he finished four off him. So I think he can finish, settle closer today and then try and get that split first over. The thing um, also that I like about Counter de Rupe is um, it's going to get a good track and its last win was on a good track. You yeah, know, it's, finished, so, yeah. it's finished second to Marway on a good track, who's, you know, a pretty good horse. And then it's you know, run a minute 10, nice time, 52 kilos on a good track. So we'll see. I wouldn't say put your house on it, but I would have a little nibble. Yep. So um, we count the rupee and equation. We'll go to the next, which is a group one in Sydney in the spring champion. Um, so in that race, don't be surprised yep. if Amish boy gets up, you know, carrying the Glen footage pole in Suatori form. So yeah, that was a big run first um in that Sir Rupert Kayak this year, a Sioux race. Couldn't get a run, Barrier so. twelve doesn't Barrier twelve does not hurt Amish Boy. Gets a good track, so even if it gets back, it's going to be able to make up ground. It always settles back anyway, so Barrier twelve really suits it. So it's going to get every chance, you'd think. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I'll probably go two way play, but yeah, let's go to the next race. Spring champion over two thousand three year olds group one level Profondo just three dollars thirty favorite head of stage three dollars eighty. Then it goes out to Never Been Kissed at five dollars. A leg run at nine dollars, and Blue is the best of the rest at twenty-one. Yeah, better the day think... here for mine. Yeah, what's your better the day? Profondo. Done oh, everything wrong last start. All the professionals are going against them. You notice that? Yep, I'm, I'm against them. Stuff the professionals. What I got to say. <laughs> Done everything wrong last start. I uh, drew the race away. It was actually strong for the line again. Once it, you know, I think he's going to be a lot more. Quieter this time. He's not going to hit the front as well. He's going to nurse it into the race. Barrier 10. I think he gets either just sits outside the leader or sits one off and you know, fourth or fifth. So I'm going to get a good run over the distance. And I think there's one to save on, but I think he's uh, he's a good bet here. I think he beats head of state. Hopefully, Robbie Dolan can match the old J Mac. Yeah, look, you won't be seeing me putting bets in that race tomorrow. I'm not sold on it either. So I'm going to stay out. I think the one to save on that I was going to bet is Blue. Uh, from Queensland, 21 bucks. Has that star Tontes form, which I think is pretty good out of that Golden Rose, which is a high-rating Golden Rose in the Congo and um, Animo. And then it went that back to Toowoomba and then stayed in Queensland, then come down, sorry, over 1,600, just absolutely destroyed them at, uh, in the Toowoomba Guineas, the three-year-old. So I think she's going to get a nice run on the speed of just off it. She'll be running on well too. Well, the thing that made me really, really, really happy Um about last week, I forgot to mention, is that Animo lost. And I was making a joke that you guys all thought Animo was the best. And I told you I wasn't sold on Animo. I don't think it's the best. 
I think you know it can win good races, but I don't think it's as good as you guys say. And I made the joke about laying it, but what happened last week? Yeah, look, you're gonna see when it wins Cox Plate in a couple of weeks' time. <laughs> you uh, just said Zaki's gonna win Cox Plate. I don't know. Right? I don't know who's gonna win Cox Plate. One of them too. Yeah? <laughs> Make it your mind. <laughs> I can't. I want to back both of them. Candy store, mate. I'll put a grand on Zaki and then five hundred on Adam. Mate. How's that sound? It's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's not so. It's not a bad betting play, actually, is it? Money back or what? Yeah, yeah so, well, so, let's um, go do the quaddy while we're in. Are we going to race nine or, or no? No, race nine. I like one race nine up in Sydney. Oh, um, yeah. What do you like? Race nine, the Envision Group Three. I like Poochie Bay up and fast, but I think she's going to get a lovely run just off the speed. Beat on the lead. Who goes around favourite in the next race? Um, so I think she's going to sit just like just off them a little bit. Has that expat form, which I don't think uh, is too bad. And only lost, only went down by Malkovich point three of a length. So I think uh, down on the minimum, she can get a lovely run. And at eight dollars, I think she's a very good each way play. Yeah, um, for me, I wasn't really excited about many later uh, races later on in the card um, at Randwick. I just thought they were too hard. Um, yeah, so I'm not going to be getting amongst it. Yeah, we'll quickly just go run more around the ground, just quickly like I do. I haven't been in good form here at all, by the way. I, I admit I've been going absolutely terrible when I've been going. Yeah, you've been losing us all kinds of money, mate. Why? So hopefully this week we can change it up. I'll quickly go through Eagle Farm, race one, number one, IOI, 1,000 metres, jumps, leads, wins. Eagle Farm, race seven, number two, Apache Chase. This is the one we actually won on. Went for, it was 4.20 in the uh, Wheatwood. It'll go. It'll sit on speed again. Two twenty. We're getting this time, but it's the best horse in the race. And I think it'll be a good horse in the autumn for some group races. It wins. Then we're going to Goulburn. Race five. Number two. Arthur Francis has fallen behind. Stay inside as a two-year-old. One first up as a three-year-old. Two dollars eighty. The last uh, race nine at Ascot is one of the bets of the day for me. So we're going. I don't know what to, what time is this race, bloke? Eight o'clock. So we're starting at twelve and going at eight. It's going to be a big day. It's going to be on the gears by about five thirty, I reckon. So that's uh, uh, I'm with Arcadia Grace, half sister to Arcadia Queen. Um, absolutely dominant first up. Pikey on. It's three dollars at the moment. If you like this horse, back it now because the degenerates will be desperate late in the day. And Pikey in the last, they'll start calling it out from the rooftops, and it'll come into about two to one. <laughs> what, what horse was the name of that again? Arcadia Grace. Arcadia Grace. All right. All right. Well, let's go to the quaddie then. Yep. So, what were you like? No, I'll, I'll get on that. But watch you not win one around the grounds once again. I don't think you've won around the grounds for two, three weeks, mate. No, no. Apache Chase won. That's one. I'm sticking with it too because of one. You're very lucky. I have not been uploading the podcast because I keep forgetting. Like, I keep doing it till I will upload it tonight 100%. But your pod, your picks the last couple of weeks, no good, mate. Around the grounds have been terrible. In the city, they've been okay. Well, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt, all right? But let's move on to the quaddy and let's get this one out of the way. Yep. Um, so race seven is the first leg, then Northwood Point Group 3. Um, yep. I'm taking... Amish Boy, where do they want to run it? Where's it running? Amish Boy. Uh, it's running yep. in Sydney. Yeah. All right, so yeah, what do you want to? What do you want? Um, um, race. 
Oh, sorry. Seven. I've got the. No wonder I'm getting all confused. I've got the quaddy up for Randwick, and I'm thinking, what's going on? Why is Amish boy in Caulfield? I'll be taking quaddy for Randwick purely because if, if I get it, it's going to pay a dead set gazillion, I think. So, we'll yeah. do both, but I think we will just do the quaddy for Flemington since it's the main card, Group 1. Yeah. And I think the money's going to be there. So, what's your first two picks? Um, Number four, Taylor and number 12, more sequence. Yep, and I'm going to be on Chassis. And La Mexicana, leg two. Uh, number one, Animo. And number three, Tiger of Mai. Yep, and I'm going to be on Artorias, Lightsaber, and I'm adding in Forgot You, just in case something... The scenes that we got kicked out of the first leg last week, I think that's the worst quality we've ever had. Lucky I did not get on with you. I was in the shower. Yeah, you, you let me yeah. lose my own money, you dog. <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> pretty late, mate. That was four minutes until the dump, <laughs> and you're like, Quaddy, I'm like, we'll do it tomorrow morning, next time, or something. Yeah, and you wake up, and you know, two in the afternoon. Well, I tell you what, the good thing was, I don't think we'll ever do that bad in the quaddy again for a long time. Um, Did we get a leg? No, we lost the first leg. Oh, we got other legs, but we lost the uh, first leg. Uh, but we've done well with the quaddies this year, we've won a few. Yeah, we have actually. How about that quaddy I won two months ago? Just a midday week, mate. And you were having yeah. a go at me, yelling at me. Oh, 2%. It was more than a few months ago, right? It was what about seven gonna... months ago. <laughs> yeah, what are we going to win with 2%? I was, and I picked the last three roughies. Uh, that was a, that was the scenes that day. But we'll go on to league three. Uh, 11, I'm Thunderstruck at number 13, second slip. I'm Thunderstruck, second slip. Are we really adding second slip? I thought it was really poor. It, I, was, I felt like that was one of the worst bets I've ever put on when I watched that run last start. Oh, I'm backing it, so but definitely putting it in the quality. That's what it. about you won quantum mechanic last start? Are you really off that? Yep. You're fully off it. Yeah, I don't think she'll win. I mean she could on the minimum. Anything can happen in the tour act. So it's one of my favourite races, but geez, you'd All right. she'd have to well, improve, I think. Look, I'm gonna go I think we need to go wide. I think I like Sierra Sue, I like Elephant, but I also like Lice I uh, also like Dice Roll. Do we, yeah. dice, do we add dice rolling? Yeah, all right. Yeah, we'll add it in. I don't think Sierra Sewell will never start it now, but uh, I feel like you're a second slip, I think, actually. All right. Do I add quantum, quantum mechanic or leave it? Nah, probably not. <laughs> I'll tell you what. We've gone pretty wide here. <laughs> I'll have to drive the very big coach yet, mate. <laughs> We've gone really wide. I know she want to put it in, but I don't know. Oh, no, no. All right, well, then, I'll tell you what. Since I reckon this is what I'll make you a deal. I reckon, oh, no, we won't. We won't go Delphi one out. I reckon that's risky, actually. Way too risky for mine. All right, we'll go Floating Artist, Delphi. Uh, well, Floating Artist won't run. I've got it on very good. Sorry, it's not running. But, How uh, do you know? How sure are you? Um, 85%. All right, well, we won't put it in. We'll go no, Delphi. We'll put, it, put it in because if it gets scratched, we're going to get the favourite anyway. So technically, we've just got Delphi. We'll pick two other horses, I think, there. Yeah. Um. um I like. Chiridal? I think I think it has to a war for a roughie in the last the bow run out. I'll put it. All right. And oh, yeah, you put whatever you want in. All right, Disfib, Delphi, Floating Artist, Tiridon. How how hustle a war? Yeah. Watch watch kill um kill Kleine run a race. Ah, uh, it does every time I'm not on it. That horse, for anything. No, oh, I, I don't even want to talk about that horse. All right. Add to the bet slip. Let's see how much we're going to get for 100 bucks. 
I think we're going to start putting the bets on on um, Flemington now. There's no money back if your quaddy loses, because at least we can get a multiplier on it. Um, hundred bucks will get us twenty percent, which is not too bad, really, if we can get a few roughies. Yeah, it's not too bad. Um, are we going to do our uh, sports multi, mate? Um, yep. I don't really have a sports multi because I don't know anything about the sports that are playing at the moment. But you give us yours. All right, so we're going. Man United to beat Leicester at Leicester. Dollar ninety five overs. Then we're going um, a draw. Aston Villa versus Wolves. You get six forty. Yep. That's it. Six dollars forty. Good value. I can't see Aston Villa or Wolves beating each other because they're both useless. All right. Yeah. Well, since we're doing that, I want to go over to the F one. F one is this week. Are they having practice tonight? Yeah, yeah, I was watching practice for a little bit before. Was, I didn't really get to see much because we, we started the podcast when practice two started. Um, as I told you about the F1, Verstappen probably is going to win. They've got him into $1.65 now to win the Drivers' Championship. I told you, he took the penalty, he took the engine change, and he finished second with an engine change, tra- uh, the engine change. So now Hamilton, with his engine change, is going to have to make up ground on that second position from last, which is going to be very hard to catch. What's going on with, uh, by the way, what's going on with sports we're here? We've done motor racing. Yep. They've, uh, they've, they've, got, they've given me nothing. No, no moto, no, no, nothing. Um, I'm on tier B, it's suspended at the moment, just because uh, oh, yeah, practice. practice, they're in practice right now. Who do you think will open up favourite Verstappen? Verstappen was already a $1.45 favourite before practice started. In That's the second Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, just. The thing is, why you've got to take Vettel, um, not Vettel, Verstappen now, is that they've had two races that suit the Mercedes with the straights, and Verstappen's finished second on, you know, on the race that he probably, you know, wouldn't have won anyway. And he's taken the penalty change, the grid, and, you know, the engine change, and he's finished second on a track that's not even made for his car. So now he's got the new engine on the track that suits his car with a lot of turns. So I think he's really set up to win the rest of the year now. So we're, so you're with Verstappen. It's going to be short. Any value in the F1 this weekend? Uh, no, nah, I don't have any value until I watch the practice. I think Norris just cost everyone last week. That trifecta, we should have won. Yeah, I would have won like 200 bucks too. No. Yeah. Oh, my multi for $400 went down the drain too. Just all, yeah. I had, all I needed was Norris to play, and he didn't pit. It was just McLaren in general. I mean, Norris should have won. You know, I reckon that, I reckon and Ricardo decided to pit terribly. Yeah. Well, while we're here, let's talk about some of the more, like some of the worst, like disappointing bets you've ever lost. I reckon last week, Norris, you know, three laps to go, all he has to do is pit the place, and I've got him for a podium to win 400 bucks. That's probably one of the worst losses I've seen. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, Not as bad as me losing the 9K profit multi with Rory Laird getting 15 touch, 17 touches in the last quarter, though. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's... Um... Did I ever tell you about the time I had Andy Murray at $1.40 or $1.20 to win four grand from a $20 multi, and he lost? He lost. Just an ATP tour, yeah. He lost in the fifth <laughs> set. He lost in the fifth set. <laughs> it, was ten, oh. it, was, it was 10 legs for f- three or four grand, 
and it was only twenty dollars with a bonus bet. I'm pretty sure this was a long time ago, and um, he lost in the fifth set tiebreaker, whatever it was. No, uh, this is a question without. Is that your worst beat? Give me your two worst beats and two best bets where you were most happy. Um, no, the Andy worst. Andy Murray must be close. Or Laird. No, no, Laird the worst. Murray. The worst beat is Rory Laird for sure. <laughs> that has to be the worst. Nine nine k to to not get seventeen disposals in the last quarter. Yeah, that's, that's bad. bad. That's that's scenes. That's that's scenes of betting. That, that is absolute scenes. If I've ever seen scenes, but yeah, what's yours? Most of uh, my worst beat. Um, I had to win seventeen hundred or eighteen hundred. I had Richmond to beat North Melbourne in two thousand and sixteen. It was that year we were going though good, but like it was like round three. Yeah. And like we were supposed to, you know, make the top four and North was, you know, not that great. They were alright, but. So we're in front with with 35 points in front going into the last quarter and we've lost uh, by eight points. And just the scenes at the MCG that day was... uh, How much much money do you have? How much money do I have on it? Yeah. It was a multi. I had like 40 bucks in this multi. Yeah. And they went like 1,800. I was like, I don't bet that big even now. So that was like, you know, I was like 1,800 bucks from 40 bucks, big bet here. What's the biggest uh, bet you've ever won? Biggest bet I've ever won, Boone Time winning the Caulfield Cup. How much? Uh, 1,000 off Boone Time. Nice. Yep. That uh, was that was scenes. That was one of my first bets I've ever placed too. Yeah. Confident Boone Time would win the Caulfield Cup. Wins a 50 to 1. Absolute and a marion. Yeah. I remember but, the hottest streak I've ever had. Um, I started with $200. And I think I've told you this story. And I got it up to, t- uh, I think I got it up to four grand. Um, and usually I, I pocket a profit. Like when I've won big, I won't just spend. I'll usually save most of it. Like last week, you know, I won X amount and I lost like say 400 of it, but I kept like two grand, whatever. Um, but this day I won, four, I was four grand. So I pocketed two. So I was a grand up and I left two grand in the account, the account. And I've gone to Alice Springs, this roughy at, you know, 23 to one and, and eight dollars seventy a place, whatever. And I've put a thousand thousand each way on it. I've just gone. I'm never gonna win big. The only way I'm gonna win big is by by taking a chance when I've got the chance. So I've done it. And this thing is come to the three hundred meter mark with the favorite, the dollar eighty favorite. And they're just bobbing heads for the whole four hundred meters. It's like a constant heart attack. It's like you're having a you know thirty grand on the line and you're bobbing and bobbing over the last four hundred for about twenty seconds, and my horse just gets up by like, I wouldn't even say a bee's dick of a nose. Like I'm saying like, like an eyebrow, like a whisker, like a whisker, like when you're shaving, like after one day, like when you haven't shaved for two days, you got a little whisker going. Yeah. <laughs> That's how much it won by, and I just won like thirty grand, and I was like. This is crazy. This is ridiculous. Like, what is? What have I done? And imagine if this had lost, I would have been angry at myself. But it's just, you know, it's all the experience, isn't it? Yeah, that, that's what punting's all about, really. You take a lot of risks that you don't normal off, I guess. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna have... I wouldn't really tell people to do that though. Like, you got to take your profits when you get your chance. You know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Because you, um, you will, you, you will lose if you don't take your profits. We'll finish the podcast with, uh, I reckon we should incorporate the big bet segment where we tell people about the big bets that we made. Did it last week. And the yep. artist actually won last week. Who they were putting big bets on. Well, so yeah, you biggest... told me 40 grand the night before. We, we did that pretty late. Yeah, they must have been going 
not 21, kickflip 20 to go. But um, race six, number two, I will Zaki, 86,000. Sports better got a bet for, and Tav have got a better 50,000, a dollar 28. Crystal Bound, it's been well back to sports bet, and our biggest bet is 6,000 at $4.40. Bella Nipatina, 5,000 at five fifty. And Brooklyn Hustle, $4,006. We'll just go down to uh, Ladbrokes is the last one. Zaki, 19000 on Zaki at $1.30. Someone's put 10000 on on Thunderstruck at two seventy. Another better 5000 on Zaki at $1.25. Crystal Bound again, another better 5000 this time four twenty. And September Run, 3000 at $3.20. Yep. Well, Zaki's really the one there, isn't it? 86000 They want to be with... Um, Crystal Bound as well. I'm not. I wouldn't be putting that much money in Crystal Bound. Neither would I. But I mean, it probably it's... wins, but come on, man, not four forty. Eight thousand uh, Neds as well. Put eight thousand at uh, four dollars twenty. Crystal so Bound. So what, what did eighty six thousand go for Zaki? What did he get? Dollar thirty. Dollar twenty eight. Dollar twenty eight. What's that returning? Um, twenty grand. Work it out. Yeah, twenty right. grand. Yeah. I'll... Yeah, I think it's about that. Um, I, I'm uh, making a mess of there. Time. One. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. You win a hundred and hundred thousand. Yeah. Is right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Hundred ten thousand actually. Yeah. Do you know what my original plan? We know how I was just telling you how. I know we're just dragging it on here, yeah, whatever it is, what it is. Um, do you know when I won that 30 grand, I initially said to myself, I'm going to just let all this money ride constantly on Winks until it retires. And I didn't do it, and I should have. You would have had a heart attack every time Winks. So imagine the Turnbull. <laughs> the human all race. Got rushed to hospital. <laughs> yeah, um, I would have been bad, mate. Jeez. But... Yeah, yeah. Well, would have been, I reckon that 30 grand would have been 100 grand easily by the end. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Oh, maybe. Yeah, it would have come close. But anyway, yeah. mate, that wraps up, you know, another episode. I know we had a bit of a glitch in the middle, but I'll try and stick them together. Um, we'll, we'll post our bets to the Instagram page. We've got a few followers now, the Punting for Nuffies Instagram page. So we'll post we'll actually them. post them up this time. I'll make sure we'll actually do it. I'm going to make sure... Um, well, I've got to be up. I've got to collect something from Kmart for my sister tomorrow, so I've got no choice. But um, I will post it tonight. I'll make sure I post it tonight. I'm going to make sure that I can get the two podcasts together. And um, hopefully we get a few winners and we can get a few followers. Yep, hopefully, not. And hopefully we can start uh, doing our um, YouTube podcasts with this and your podcast, and we can do that um, when yeah, lockdown ends. Yeah, when lockdown actually decides to uh, be Anyway. We'll see you next week. All right, see you, mate. See you, mate.